You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in beautiful West Monroe. What did I guarantee at the beginning of the show, Jake? When I guarantee something, it's going to come true. Yeah, you said that you would get the text line up and running. <laughs> Miraculously. Miraculously. It is working for the 8 o'clock hour. So we've got some text uh, to catch up on. Some good ones, by the way. Tony says, yeah, Dietrich just protecting media. Get them, Tharp. He said, you guys are cracking me up. That, of course, was referencing the Urban Meyer story. You and I both cracked down hard on Urban Meyer. Tommy Tharp did not like that. The whole point here uh, from us, and, and, and Tharp had a good point, too, just saying that, you know, coaches are, are supposed to protect other coaches. I get that. And your friend. And your friend. But my, my, my whole part or argument was, A, I'm sure he knew about the 2015 incident. There's no way he did not know. Okay. B, knowing that, don't don't try to act like it was fake. Don't try to act like these were false reports. Just don't say anything at all. Say, hey, you know, this is a relationship issue. I'd rather not talk about it. Then when somebody else asks, because you know people are going to follow up, you just keep repeating that, and you can kind of get a little more stern in your voice each and every time, and, and the media will finally back off. We made some confessions in the 7 o'clock hour. We were talking about high school uh, physicals, and I told the story about going into uh, junior high, uh, the P-test. I uh, tripped and fell inside the clinic and, of course, <laughs> spilled it all over the floor, which led to some other issues, of course, having to sit it out. And then Jake really Hold came. Hold on. Tony says P-fumble, yeah. which is great. And then Jake really came out with the hard-hitting news during the 7 o'clock I hour. Did. A true confession, which yes. I think could lead to maybe D. Faircloth losing a few wins off his uh, story. And we mean few. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, one time. Okay, so let me tell you the full story. We had the entire um, – every single sport would have the free uh, clinical yeah. at the school. Yeah. So you would have your physical there, and it would be early in the morning. And because it was so many people, it took forever. Yeah. It was like an all-morning event. Yeah. So by the time you get called and you go back there, if you can't yeah. produce – Stage fright. If you can't <laughs> pee in that moment – you're going to be there for – you've already been there for hours. If you can't perform there, are you going to be able to perform on Friday nights under the lights <laughs> in Vidalia? That's my question. Oh, man. So, anyway, I, so Jake being cheated. the stupid freshman I was, said, hey, can I borrow some pee? You know how badly this could have turned out? I know. Now now knowing that, like – and I can't even remember who I got it from. Yeah. Who, who knows what they were doing? If it would have failed, it could have been came right back to me. And I, I promise I'm not doing any drugs. Would your dad have then had to come out with an article? <laughs> Commentary. My son failed his P-test, and this is why. Because I raised an idiot. That would have been h- hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he, he probably should have. <laughs> anyway, uh, Trent says, I need $100 Ringo yeah. or I'm telling. <laughs> yes. Well, I pretty much just told everyone. So, sorry, Trent. Now, if a major league athlete came out, professional athlete yeah, came but out old. And, and used that you're as their excuse. You're not a snotty-nosed freshman like I was. Uh, so you're admitting you were snotty, too. Yes. <laughs> Very snotty. All right. So, lost in all this, I forgot to mention a headline in the first hour. 
Kevin Love. He's always overlooked. <laughs> he is. That's true. How fitting. He got a four-year, $120 million deal. So Good. He got his money. He, he won't money. ever win another championship again. No, he won't. But, uh, you know, at first He could be the face of the franchise. He Yes. Well, up until Colin Sexton kind of takes that from him. But at first I was like, man, they are giving him way too much money. Then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? This he took actually, a pay. He took a. He could have got more. He could have got more, and this is actually a pretty good deal for Kevin Love because I know he's getting older, but his game, like he's not reliant on athleticism. He can shoot the ball. He's a good rebounder, but he's not like an athletic rebounder. He's a position rebounder. So because of those reasons, and because I was thinking about it, Aaron, is he the tenth best player in the East now? Let's let's rattle off some names. Oladipo. Uh, Bradley Beal, John Wall, uh, Aaron Gordon, Embiid, Hayward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say Tatum and Brown as well. Uh, Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah. Kawhi now. Mm-hmm. I forget about Kawhi. But you can make an argument he's a top ten player in the East. Mm. says a lot about the East. It does. It says a heck of a lot about the East. So with him and, and Colin Sexton, who knows, maybe they can still make a playoff run. Uh, we continue to count down to tomorrow, top ten Thursday, as we will unveil our top ten sports movies of all time so this week to get ready we've asked for some assistance and some guidance from the listeners we put together our own poll on our twitter which is at morning drive 97.7 it's been going uh we started with uh 24 sports movies and it has now been whittled down to six we are down to the final six and uh we've got an upset brewing the wild card the sandlot has 62 percent of your votes over hoosiers Rocky is crushing the fighter, 86% of the vote. Nice. That's right. Uh, Field of Dreams has 69% of the vote over number seven, Miracle. Let me ask you this, Aaron. Are these the six best sports movies? No, that, it will not be my top six. Are uh, you, Sherman wants to know, did Summer Catch make the uh, list? No, I don't even know what Summer Catch is. Do you? I'm looking it up. I have not <laughs> found it yet. <laughs> Is that uh, a coming-of-age romantic comedy set against the backdrop of the Cape Cod Baseball League? Came out in 2001. Thanks, Sherman. <laughs> Sorry, Sherman. Summer Catch did not make the list. All right, you ready for some four downs? Yes, uh, and you can continue to uh, vote on our Twitter page. And then uh, you can also weigh in at 888-993-7762. Proud to announce that I've got the uh, text line up and working. It is the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. Go to StuartShelby.com for a free quote. By the way, I love when people misspell your name. Dietrich. It happens. D-E-T-R-I-C-K. No respect. No respect. All right. First down, which opening game are you looking forward to the most? All right. Would it be – I didn't put LSU-Miami in here. Yeah, I, I was like, what is wrong with Jake? I just – I figured it would be – Sleep-deprived, it, it's taken over. The I, fact that LSU-Miami well, would not be number one. I figured it would be more exciting to leave that one off. All right, so Michigan-Notre Dame, Auburn-Washington, Bama-Louisville, or Virginia Tech-FSU? All right, you can eliminate two of them, and I firmly believe Auburn is going to run Washington off the field. Debatable. Bama is not debatable. They're going to run Louisville off the field. <laughs> yes, but hold on, hold on. You could make an argument that that is the most intriguing because of the quarterback situation. What? Who's going to come in and mop up duty and look even better <laughs> than the starter for Alabama? <laughs> no, let's just say Tua gets the start and he looks bad. 
then all of a sudden you've got this huge storyline, play Hurts. you got Alabama fans saying, play Hurts, and Hurts comes in. What if it's the opposite of the national championship game? What uh. if somehow, some way, Tua plays so bad that Louisville is up somehow, some way, and Jalen Hurts has to come in at halftime and save the day? All right, that would be a dynamic storyline. Sure, but, but Louisville is going to be able to score 10 points no. against Alabama? <laughs> They'll score more than 10, but uh, not much more than 10. We may have to set the over and under on that. The over and under is uh, tw- 25 and a half. I know, Louisville and the number of points that they're going to score against oh, Bama. Oh, 10, yeah, I'll take over. I think they could get 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we eliminated those two, or at least I did. You still think Auburn-Washington will be an entertaining affair? I do, I do. Well, actually, I don't. I think that's going to be a blowout, but I, I could see it going either way. It's just one of those games where – you know, I could see it under the bright lights. One team just really feeds off of momentum, and both teams are capable of running away with it. That's all I'm saying. So that leaves uh, two other games in the opening weekend that we'll be keeping close tabs on. Michigan, Notre Dame. That is in Notre Dame, correct? I believe. I'm, I, I need to recheck that. It is. Okay. I'm 85% well, sure. You asked. And then <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this one. Trey Patterson, Jim Harbaugh on the road, we think. The reason why I like it, though, is whoever wins this game, either side will get the national championship bump. Meaning, you can make the argument for either team that wins has an inside track of getting into the Final Four. You you can make that argument for Washington with a win over Auburn. You can't really make that argument for Auburn because they have to still beat LSU, Georgia, Bama. I mean, they're going to lose a couple of those games, right? I mean, their schedule's pretty dang tough so for for that reason i just think if you're looking at it you've got both sides that are legitimate national championship contenders and a lot of people are high on notre dame i actually think notre dame is going to fall to the wayside this year i think they're going to have a four loss season but that said i'm kind of in the dark on that like a lot of other people are really buying into notre dame's hype this year Uh, michigan is at notre dame a little history between these two programs when they played the visitor has dropped the last four straight, so that certainly bodes well for the Fighting Irish. Yes. Second down, which dark horse do you like to win the Heisman? I threw a couple of random names yes, in Yes, you did. And I went with quarterbacks because quarterbacks. So the Bryce Loves of the world at Stanford you did not have here. Well, Bryce Love, I think, is, is a favorite. Yeah, so I'm trying to go with guys that, you know, you don't necessarily see coming. So I put Drew Locke. Okay. Justin Herbert. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence or Shea Patterson? If you had to pick one of those four, who, who are you going with? All right, just statistically alone and what they've done in uh, their time in college football, you'd certainly put Drew Locke at the top. Last year throws uh, had 44 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, but he's got a big handicap this year. He's got double D, Derek Dooley, as his offensive coordinator. Drew Locke, can he put up similar numbers this statistics, year for Missouri? Statistics aren't everything, though. We Will he this. get enough marquee matchups, enough games in the spotlight enough, to make him a Heisman candidate? Enough wins. That's <laughs> no, the question. That too. That's what you have to have because Patrick Mahomes had the numbers, right? Yeah. I mean, Patrick Mahomes could have been a Heisman you know, any year because you look at his numbers like, oh, my goodness, this is insane. But Texas Tech has, what, won five or six games. So – in Drew Locke's case, I don't think Missouri is – I think Missouri is probably the third-best team in the SEC East, and because of that, man, if you're the third-best team in the weaker division in the SEC, I don't think you're going to win the Heisman. So scratch him off. 
kind of say the same about Justin Herbert. I think he's going to light it up. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback for Oregon. He's I know he was numbers. injured uh, last year, but uh, just 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. When he was healthy, they were six and one, and they, I mean, they were an incredible team when he was healthy. That said, uh, new coach. I don't think they're going to make that Pac-12 jump. So therefore, I'm kind of scratching them off the same way I'm scratching off Missouri. Trevor Lawrence. Here's the, here's the go. Here's a, a fun argument. Anybody doesn't know about Trevor Lawrence uh, coming out of high school, just they're saying he's a once-in-a-generation type player. He certainly looks like the part. He looks like sunshine. He's six foot five. Uh, he just looks like a, a gunslinger. It. He can sling it, and that's the difference between he and Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant can, have, can run it, is super athletic, and, you know, give him some credit. He can throw it around too, but he's not as accurate as a Trevor Lawrence. And because of that, Clemson fans are going to be very impatient especially after they got absolutely trounced by Alabama last year. They're going to be very impatient with Kelly Bryant. So so Lawrence is a freshman. I know he played in the spring game. and He was most of the impressive quarterback that they had. I think he was like 11 of 16 in the spring game. But if he could wrestle away the starting job early on in the season, he would be a dark horse? Yes, absolutely. As he a would, freshman? As a freshman, he would be a dark horse because you know Clemson is going to be in that national title conversation. Mm. So I think Trevor Lawrence – for the odds is, is not a bad pick. And you want to talk about making an immediate impact and have an opportunity to showcase your skills. We talk about Shea Patterson, of course, formerly of Calvary, formerly of IMG Academy, formerly of Ole Miss, now makes his way to Michigan. Notre Dame, opening weekend, Shea Patterson. He is he the missing part for the Wolverines? That's the question. And if Michigan goes from being a five loss team to a playoff team, how can you not how can you deny Shea Patterson? Because you, you expect them to have the numbers to go along with it. And, of course, if they're in the playoff, um, if they make the playoff this year, he had to have had a good year. So he's going to have a very good resume for the Heisman campaign because it, this is the thing. You're talking about the most, the best player, but you're also talking about uh, most valuable player. And if Patterson's the missing link, it's a pretty hard argument. Those are the first two downs. We'll go to third down coming up. We've move over to the NFL, trying to rank the AFC and NFC best teams. As training camps are underway, and the Saints, of course, get underway later today. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. Tony says, uh, how's it spelled? It's spelled Dietrich, D-I-E-T-R-I-C-H. Tony says, I can't spell his first name right either. I'm just calling him P-Trip from now on. <laughs> Not bad. Richie agrees. Says Alabama will destroy them. Oh yeah, <laughs> most more than likely. Uh, so P Trip and Ringo coming back at you <laughs> after the break on Sports Talk ninety seven seven. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors. Cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Hi, Kevin from High Tech. The latest cyber attack has already infected hundreds of thousands of computers in over 150 countries, brought down hospitals, railroads, banks, and even Federal Express right here in the U.S. 
Are you concerned that you may be vulnerable to the latest cyber attack? Then don't wait. Give us a call at 255-1110 and we'll provide guidance on how you can verify that you're secure. We also have checklists on our website at solutionsbyhitech.com or find us on Facebook. Looking for affordable home building here in Northeast Louisiana? Look no further than Allen Builders. The folks at Allen Builders are dedicated to building that quality custom home that you've always been dreaming of. In the need of a remodel, bathrooms, kitchen, flooring, the folks at Allen Builders can handle it. Issue with a roof? Whether it's tearing off and replacing existing shingles, replacing rotten decking, and installing solar power vents, yep, they've got that covered. For more information, call Allen Builders today, 348-8920-348-8920. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Welcome back. We continue with Four Downs. We turn our focus now to the NFL. Yes, third down, rank the AFC's five best teams. All right, so you want to go with the AFC first. Yeah, this is less interesting, I think. All right, uh, this is, I think, more difficult. In a sense, I, I, I get it. Big picture, it's because I look at Jacksonville and I look at Tennessee, and those are the two teams that... You look talent-wise, they probably should be one, two. But do you have a lot of trust in either of no. those franchises? And I don't have either one of them. Well, I, I don't have the Titans in my top three. All right, let's look at Jacksonville uh, first of all. Last year, uh, ranked sixth on offense, second. Hold on, did you defense. rank them? Yes, I did. Okay. I went with Jacksonville first. At number one? Yeah. but Number I one in the AFC? Yeah, but I don't feel comfortable doing it. No. You, Aaron, there could be an argument. I know that. The game against Patriots was great. But there could be an argument that they got lucky in that postseason run. I know. You know, I mean, they almost lost at the Titans. Yeah, I know. So, I, I don't have any faith. I have them actually number two. All right. But I, I, I still have to go Patriots number one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to go Patriots number one as long as Belichick and Brady are still a thing. Are we not going to learn from the past? And you can say, well, what about the departures here mm-hmm. and there? I'll just say Look at their history. Look at what they do year in and year out. I'll still take them number one, no problem. So you don't even have them top two. I have four, and I don't feel Woo! comfortable with it. No. They're just talent-wise, they're not there. And like you said, though, they still Brady have Belichick. Bel- Brady and Belichick. But it does feel like, you know, they've been united and, and at the you know connected at the hip for all these years. And it just feels like there's this division now. There's a split between I feel them. feel like this is the end of the Patriots. Perhaps. Wow. Very interesting. I'm not buying it. I still have them number one. So I have the Jags number two. Um, I have them number two because they got better on the offensive line. Uh, and they also added DJ Chark in the NFL draft, which I thought was a great pickup. It's going to further help their offense. So I think this will be an even better offensive team this year. So, yeah, I mean, we know what their defense can do. So I, I like Jacksonville enough to put them number two. Now, I actually have the Chiefs and the Steelers ahead of the Titans. Chiefs. You don't believe in the Chiefs? Sell me. So, this is all dependent 
on Patrick Mahomes, right? But everything we've heard is going to be the next Brett Favre. You know, that everybody wants to compare him to Brett Favre. And, I mean, Sean Payton liked him enough that he was full-on ready to take him, you know, number one in the draft uh, two years ago. So it, it's all dependent on him. But I think if he if he can be uh, the, the player that everyone expects him to be, the Chiefs could end up being the top team in the AFC, right? So I'm taking a gamble there. That's why I got the Chiefs. You Steve, don't have the Steelers. I was going to say the Steelers. Where do you have them? I, I have, have Steelers number fourth. three. Okay, I have the Chiefs above the Steelers. I have Steelers fourth because as long as they have Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown offensively, they're going to do some incredible talent things. wise. Yes, and Bell has got to be motivated this year. Well, but you have to wonder. First of all, where Big Ben's head head yeah. is at. I mean, he's talking about retiring one week and then talking about why would you put that in my mouth the next week. So I'm I'm kind of going, Ben, get your stuff together. Um, and then Le'Veon Bell, you say he'll be motivated. Yes, but I also feel like that's going to be a distraction. And I also feel like that's – I mean, he can't be happy. And though you want to go out there and, and prove your worth and earn that contract, he's going to – you feel like he's going to have some locker room disputes, right? I just wonder about that locker room, quite frankly. Now, could they put if – they, if, if they got all of that off-the-field stuff settled, sure. The, the Steelers could very well because, like you said, they have the best three-man – three-headed monster, I should say, in a league with, with Roethlisberger, Bell, and Brown. So we'll see on the Steelers part, but I don't have enough faith in them and their chemistry. Uh, my top five rounds out with the Chargers. I thought about the Chargers, but I went with the Titans. I went with the Titans. All right, so on some more. AFC, though. It's just AFC, I'm just like, ah. You really could throw these six or seven teams into a hat, and one really of them could. could emerge. You really could. And the thing is, if they get to the postseason again, are you really going to bet against the Patriots? No. Are you going to? And are to, they going to get that easy ride to the Super Bowl like last year? Also, are you going to, going to bet against the NFC? The NFC is no. loaded. Absolutely loaded. Let's move on over to the NFC. Now, Aaron. I typically have a rule that I don't like to have a Super Bowl champion number one in the power ranking. I'm breaking my own rule. I'm going with the Eagles number one because, sure, you always worry about that, that Super Bowl letdown, but Carson Wentz didn't even play, and they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they retained that defensive line. I mean, the defensive line's still going to be one of, if not the best defensive line in the NFL do you disagree with me? Well, and then you look offensively. You got one of the best tight ends, and then that offensive line loaded with uh, Johnston, Peters, Kels, Brooks. I mean, and then uh, Wentz coming back, and you got to feel like before he goes down, he's an MVP candidate. He's going to run away with this thing. Yeah. So I got Eagles number one. Do you have him number yeah. one as well? Okay. So Eagles number one. This is where it gets murky. It could go a number of different directions. Did you go with the Saints at number two? No, I went with the Vikings, I but it all comes back to the argument. Uh, do you believe uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than what the Vikings had previously? Yes, and that is exactly right. Minnesota, I think, is the Michigan of the NFL. So everyone assumes that they're an elite quarterback away from winning the title. Is Kirk Cousins that guy? I believe he is. I believe that upgrade is all the difference. All right. Uh, Chuck joins us on the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline. Chuck, what's on your mind? Uh, good morning, you two. Um, yeah, uh, I was calling. You were asking about uh, you trying to figure out the pronunciation of uh, Tour's last name. I, I had to figure out. I, I thought it was the way it sounded. I thought it was Tago, but I found it. 
tongue of Valoa. That's what I found out. <laughs> tongue uh-huh. of Valoa. Yeah. That rolled off your tongue easily there. That was nice. Yeah, tongue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had to look myself because I was so accustomed to look at the names. I thought it was Tago. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's Two is a lot easier. Huh? Two is a lot easier to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to get Jake to say it right here in the next uh, two weeks. Well, it's certainly okay. going to say it right by the time LSU squares off against Alabama. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Chuck. Thanks for listening. All right. You all, you all take care. <laughs> Continue to go to the NFC and, of course, uh, the top five teams in that league. It's certainly dicey. We both agree we got Philadelphia at number one. And we both agreed to have Minnesota number two. Yeah. So, number three, I'm going Saints. Are you going Saints yet? Uh, I, I cheated a little bit. Oh, don't cheat. <laughs> All right, I'll take the Saints at number three. Who, did you have the Rams at yeah, three? Yeah, tied for three. Uh, All right, I had the Saints at three. The Saints returned the strengths of their team from last season. And depending on what Marcus Davenport ends up being, I mean, you could add another prolific pass rusher along with Cam Jordan. How, how much better is that defense going to be if Davenport turns out to be, you know, as as good, not as good as Jordan, but a very, very uh, successful pass rusher? So that's that's my question is if he if he can give you what you thought he would give you when you drafted him, man, this defense is going to be tough to stop. Why is everybody uh, jumping off the Rams bandwagon, especially considering the number of players that they added this offseason? You continue to hear the so-called experts saying, well, the Rams are going to take a step have, backwards from last year. I have my own thoughts on that. I'll get to it in a second. And you had Peters, Tlaib, Cook, Sue. How can you not be a better team? And then you get because, first get Gurley signed to a long-term deal. Because all four of those guys you just mentioned have – off-the-field character issues. How is that going to... Put their locker rec- right next to Big Whip. How is that going to blend, as, <laughs> as my question mark? Yes, you add some tremendous talents, but I do wonder what that's going to look like and if that's going to disrupt that nucleus. So that's why I have them at four. Talent-wise, yeah, they could be even number one. I mean, they're, they're going to be very tough to beat, but uh, that's why I put the Saints ahead of them. Talk about Gurley and his new contract as one of our headlines. And then Brandon Cooks has a, a new contract. The flip side, how motivated will they be? They got their money. Tyler says, Rams at three. Come on, boys. Little bias. Saints lost a freaking running back. For four games. They lost him for four games. Anyway, uh, so I had the Rams at four. Um, I think, by the way, Brandon Cooks in that lineup. My goodness. That's going to be great. And then at five. Could have went a number of different directions. I went with the Packers. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go? Uh, I went with the Falcons, but I could certainly see with the Packers. I went with Packers just because my uh, respect for Aaron Rodgers and I think Jimmy Graham, that addition, I really think Jimmy Graham's going to end up being the best free agency pickup in that system with Aaron Rodgers. The whole deal with the Falcons, it's going to ride on their defense. Last year offensively, uh, they ranked uh, two, uh, number eight. Of course, uh, you look at Sarkeesian. What can kind of impact will he continue to make with this offense? And then we talked about Julio Jones and uh, his contractor holding out. Will this play into the season? Or will this be one of those things, week you know, three of the exhibition, four, he's like, all right, I'm ready to play. I have to see more Let's out of that on. offense, too. I have to see more out of it. I mean, it was a big drop-off last year yeah. compared to the year before. 
So can they get back to the offense two years ago? That's my question with the Falcons. Bottom line is, if you're looking at both conferences, NFC is so much better. I mean, it is without question so much better. I mean, I think you could almost make the argument with Green Bay as the fifth or sixth best team in the NFC that you could argue that they would be the best team in the AFC. Could possibly. You could definitely make that argument, yeah. Aaron Rodgers' return. Mm-hmm. With Jimmy Graham. Mm. Don't put too much stock in Jimmy Graham. I Listen, I, I, you know, going back to the Saints when the Saints were trying to get him, I thought the Saints handled that right. I mean, you don't want to overpay for him. But looking at Jimmy Graham, I thought he would be so good in a couple of different places. Green Bay and New Orleans were two of those places. What says you? 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby Goosehead Insurance Hotline slash text line. The morning drive rolls along after this. The area's newest lawn equipment pro center is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only Cub dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with over 100 Cub Cadet mowers on the ground and ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. Remember YP, Yard Power. Highway 165 North in Monroe and just off New Nacogdoches in West Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. I'm Derek Gore, running back for ULM Warhawks. Tickets for the upcoming 2018 season are now on sale. Come experience the best on the bayou, tailgating the Grove, and cheer on your Warhawks. We look forward to seeing you in Malone Stadium this fall. Come help us defend the nest. For ULM football season ticket information, call 318-342-HAWK or visit ULMWarhawks.com. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. Welcome back to the show. The dog days of summer are almost over, Jake. Hallelujah. Training camps. Opening up across the country, including uh, the Saints, the players reporting today. Number of storylines, of course, to keep tabs on with the Saints, including the situation at running back. This throws a whole fork into it uh, with uh, Mark Ingram having to serve his four-game suspension. What will the Saints do, and will that mean more of a workload for Alan Kamara? Maybe perhaps another running back or two stepping up and perhaps an opportunity or two extra for former Louisiana Tech standout Boston Scott. 
we had an opportunity to have him on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, or it might have been a couple of months ago now. It was right after the NFL draft. We talked about to Boston about what it's like to be in that backfield with and, and fighting for carries with the likes of Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, and also what it's like the fact that uh, a lot of people are overlooking him once again, not the first time that that's happened in his career. You know, all the spotlight is on the main, the primary positions on offense and on defense, uh, but you can definitely change the momentum of a game in special teams, and I believe that I, I bring a lot to the table as a returner, uh, and I have the ability to do those things, so that's what I'm that's what I'm looking to do. Uh, I know that they have Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, who are two, you know, productive backs, uh, 1,500 yards over the past uh, season. I mean, it's, that's just... That's a lot of productivity, but I'm looking to come in. I'm looking to compete like I always have. You know, I've seen, you know, greatness in front of me, and I, and it's going to be good to have that in front of me and, and good to, to uh, be uh, underneath them and be able to learn from them. But I'm also going to push them, you know. So I'm looking to compete, and I'm looking to make my mark on special teams as a returner or however they need me. Boston, it's been a, a remarkable run. A lot of people forget, of course, you get drafted by the Saints, but you started your career coming out of Zachary. You're highly successful, but you were a walk-on at Louisiana Tech. You look back at now the journey. Uh, does it still surprise you a little bit about how you've gone up the charts and have now left your mark? Uh, not necessarily surprise me, but, you know, it, it's definitely a learning experience, a learning curve, you know, a lot of it. Uh, one of the biggest things that I say I took from it was one, my, my faith in Jesus Christ, but also um, just that, you know, it's not about how many opportunities that you get, it's what you make of those opportunities. And that's been the case for me being an undersized guy, a guy that's flown under the radar, a guy that, you know, has been overlooked. You know, I'm not going to get as many opportunities um, as, say, someone that fits the, fits the, the status quo, you know, but opportunities that I have gotten you know I've learned to make the most of those opportunities and it, it translates into the pros because that's, that's what it is you are now you know college we say it's a business but you are now officially this is a business you know and if you're not making the most of your opportunities you're gone no matter if you're drafted no matter if you're free agent tryout that's that's what it is it's business now and so with me being a walk-on and knowing what it means to to uh, have that work ethic, have that drive, have that uh, motivation, that self-motivation, you know, I think it's going to carry me a long way. And I've been, you know, I've been practicing these things since since I got there. And I think that it's really going to help me as I become a pro, you know, because I've been, I've been practicing those pro things before I become a pro so that when I get there and I'm here now, it's all just going to be second. Boston Scott there, he certainly is taking the right approach going into his first training camp. You look, of course, the running back situation with the Saints, the fact that Mark Ingram will miss the first four games with the suspension. Alvin Kamara will certainly get more of that workload, but as history has shown, Sean Payton certainly likes to spread it out among multiple running backs. In that running back's room now with the Saints, you look at uh, Kamara, you look at uh, Shane Vereen, a veteran, another veteran in Terrence West. They picked up this offseason. Then you throw in some youngsters, Jonathan Williams, Trey Edmonds, and then, of course, the rookie, Boston Scott. Vereen now entering his eighth season, and then you look at uh, West in his fifth. Uh, West had a couple of nice years with uh, the Ravens in 2016, but besides that, you know, a mixed bag and injuries has had a lot to do with that. You know, I think ultimately if you're looking at someone who's going to benefit from Mark Ingram's absence in the first four games, 
I'm kind of leaning toward West mm. just because he's a run-first guy. And Vereen showed that he can be very effective, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. But you got that already with Kamara. So I'm just kind of thinking of what complements the offense. If you want to ride someone as a workhorse, I think West is going to be that guy. So I wouldn't be surprised to see West as the number two back. But, of course, it helps having a guy like Vereen who has played so many years in the NFL who can also come in and, and kind of take some of the pressure off of Kamara. Hmm. Uh, 27-year-old has averaged about four yards per carry in the NFL. And then you look at the younger guys. Uh, Williams joined the Saints last year but uh, was never active in a game. Edmonds earned a spot as an undrafted rookie last year, but because of that, majority of it, his playing time came on special teams. Yeah, so that's an intriguing storyline heading into the camp. But I also think that wide receiver position is also intriguing. So and there was some developing news. Uh, there's several published reports that say uh, Brandon Coleman will open up the season on the pup list for the Saints. Yes, and he, he's always been a big practice guy, right? He's the guy that you that you gush over at practice, and it hadn't really translated in the games. Mm -hmm. But um, so not having him out there, who's going to step up? Because you know Michael Thomas has that number one option locked down. There's no doubt about that. So is Cameron Meredith? the number two receiver, the, the big pickup they got from the Chicago Bears. Um, you realize now he's the highest paid receiver on the team. Really? Yeah. That is shocking. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect that to have, be <laughs> yeah. the case for too much longer, but uh, that is uh, really shocking. But um, And he is coming off an injury, injury that yeah. uh, made him miss the entire season last year. He did, year. he did, but still, I mean, you go back – what 2016 he had almost a thousand yards receiving so with the bears he's very with exactly with the bears so he's very capable um but then you know you hear all the good things about Traquan smith the third round pick from ucf um can he step up and be um another you know big play guy for this offense and then of course you still got ted ginn uh who, who you know i didn't think honestly when the saints got to again I didn't think he was going to have as big of an impact as he's had. I thought he was old. I thought he was old. He always struggled with drops. Sometimes he still kind of struggles with that. But he's a big play guy that really thrives in that offense. He's 33 now. 33 now. He's, he can still, you know, get past some, some safeties in the second level. He's still that quick. Also on the roster, you look at uh, Austin Carr. Tommy Lee Lewis. How long has that kid been around? Yeah. Uh, Josh Huff. Trayvon Durrell. He certainly uh, had his moments so far in uh, some mini camps. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we, we talked about this a while back just because, you know, it, it's so tough to make this team as receivers. They have so many receivers in training camp. So who's going to, to step up and take that number two? I, I think I'm going to go with Cameron Meredith, but I would not be shocked to see Traquan Smith be the guy. Mm. Backup quarterback will always be a talking point with the Saints. Uh, obviously, if Drew Brees goes down, the Saints – are dead in the water. But if they had to go a quarter or perhaps a game or two with them, who do they have trust in taking those snaps? Would it be a veteran like Tom Savage or perhaps, you know, Taysom Hill or, you know, JT Barrett certainly getting some love early on? You always see this, though, with rookies. Like, oh, yeah, they got a bright future and, you know, and they're undrafted and then they bring them into camp. They talk up a big game. And then ultimately when you get into preseason games, you're like, well, now we see why he was undrafted. Exactly. Um, I like what Richie said. I don't know if it was yesterday or two days ago, saying that we saw Tom Savage, what he could do. And the fact that 
Taysom Hill has that unknown factor, it's still better than what we saw from Tom Savage, mm. right? I mean, his we, we, we haven't seen him crash and burn yet. We've seen Tom Savage crash and burn. So for that reason, I like Taysom Hill as the number two guy, though I wouldn't be shocked if Savage is just because he has that experience. All right, from with the Houston Texans, from uh, 14 to 17, Savage completed 57% of his passes, compiled a passer rating of 72 and a half. Yeah, so I, I, I still I think he'll – a guy that the Packers really didn't want to lose, I think he'll has tremendous upside. I really do. And uh, I think he'll – you know, a lot of people love him just because of the special teams plays he makes, and that's fun. There's nothing uh, better than seeing a quarterback fly down the field and make a tackle. That said, I, you know, I'm starting to buy into some of the things I'm reading about in regards to him at practice and what he did with the Packers and why the Packers like him so much. Of course, the storylines will always be centered around Drew Brees, and, of course, does he continue to find the fountain of youth? Hopefully so. I mean, that's always going to be uh, the difference maker. If he can, like you said, find that fountain of youth once more, the Saints are a legitimate contender in the NFC. Saints report to training camp today. We look forward to hearing some sound from the Saints coming up tomorrow. Let's take a timeout. Coming up next, our parting shots. You can hit us up at 888-993-7762. We're back after this. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price, for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. The Anna's Free Baseball Clinic featuring Hank Aaron Jr. is scheduled for Saturday, July 28th at Frazier Field on the East End in Ruston. Registration is from 8 a.m. until 9 a.m. Instruction and teaching from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. And lunches at 12 noon. Boys and girls ages 8 through 16 and T-ballers ages 4 through 7 are encouraged to attend. Don't forget now, the Anna's Free Baseball Clinic featuring Hank Aaron Jr. is scheduled for Saturday, July 28th at Frazier Field in Ruston. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for our area. Heat advisory in effect. Checking on the after the please. Look for sunny skies with hot conditions today in the high of 98 degrees. Clear skies on tap for tonight with the low 72. Plenty of sunshine in the forecast for tomorrow in the high of 99 degrees. Now.
let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Jake, I'm sure you know, and Tim wants to make sure you know it too, uh, softball's back in the Olympics. Yeah, uh, you know what? Kind of upset with, with him right now. He, he saw our little Facebook Live, said we had faces for radio. Yeah. Kind of makes true. me want to do more of them, just to <laughs> yes. annoy to him. Stick it in his face? That's right. Yeah. That so. leads us to our parting shots. I deal in reality, Dietrich. I don't deal in some some hair-highlighted, guy-fieri, wannabe fantasy land. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. So I'd really rather not have any more questions about, is it okay to lose this game? It's never okay to lose a game. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Okay, sans français, s'il vous All right, I'll go first. Uh, this is a, that time of the year. Coaches still, NFL coaches, worried about their players out on vacations doing other extra clicker activities. Of course, now they've reported training camp. It's still got another week for college coaches, including up in Iowa. Have you heard this story about uh, one of their defensive linemen? No, I have not. Please share. So uh, defensive tackle Brady Reef. He was having a big night out there at Iowa City and was having a good time. So he gets arrested for in public intoxication. Shows that his breathalyzer test showed a blood alcohol content that was .204, more than twice the legal limit for anyone driving. He wasn't driving, thankfully, when he was uh, stopped by the police. So how did this story unravel? How did he get busted? How did he end up? In jail. Well, apparently, allegedly, he was so drunk that he walked up to a parked police cruiser on Iowa Iowa Avenue in Iowa City around 2 a.m. He attempted to open the vehicle's passenger door. It would not open. Uh, Of course not. So then, well, he actually noticed there was someone sitting in the passenger seat in the police car. So then Reeves said, all right, I'll try the back door. Police asked him, what in the world are you doing? Reeves says, then asked for a ride home. Police then asked Reef, do you think this vehicle is an Uber? And he said, yeah. So, unfortunately for him, he was arrested and booked with public intoxication. Yeah. I mean, that was hand-wrapped and gifted to the cops there. I mean, they didn't have to do a whole lot of work for that one. Uh, Can I get a ride home? No, but we will give you a ride. At least he wasn't trying to drive. Can, yeah, we, can we give him the benefit of the doubt there? I'm almost to the point where, you know, we don't know all this, all the details behind this story. But at that point, you cut him some slack or, hey, you got a buddy that can take you home. Again, we don't know the full story. Yes. But Was yes. it a marked police car, too? <laughs> Did they have their lights on? <laughs> <laughs> and you got to think this guy's pretty big, too. Of he course. comes walking up to the cop car. I'm sure it made them nervous. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Is he trying to bust in? Yeah, what's going on here? So, uh, this didn't exactly turn out well for him. And, of course, I think he'll get heckled a time or two by his buddies. Oh, of course. Yeah. When he when he shows back up for practice, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Uh, I think we need to revisit the whole Urban Meyer situation right. because it's something that we really could have done the whole show on. Um, Aaron, and I appreciate Tommy Tharp called in earlier in the show and gave his his view as a as a coach and I agree with those views saying that you know as a coach you you want to stick by 
your staff, your staff members. I get that. For those just joining us, of course, the backstory is uh, Urban Meyer fired assistant Zach Smith, called it a very tough call, made in the best interest of the team. He was fu- he fired Smith on Monday, days after an Ohio judge issued a protection order that forbids Smith from getting within 500 feet of his ex-wife. Now comes into play in the questions, of course, Smith's history with domestic abuse in the past. So this all boils down to do you believe that Urban knew about this, this 2015 situation or not? Because he's, you know, Brett McMurphy comes out with this story, you know, detailing this 2015 incident that um, actually was in the, in the police records. Um, and that actually was announced later on in the day when Urban and the team went to check on it. They said they had no records. So it all boils down to, do you believe he actually didn't know about the incident and actually looked into it uh, a couple of days ago and saw, oh, well, the Powell Police Department does not have any any arrest records or anything of this, so this must be a fabricated story, or... The Powell Police Department needs to take a little blame here because they said Tuesday morning they had no record of any arrests, but then they came back later in the day saying they discovered records of a few incidents in his past. Right. Or... Do you believe, which is kind of the way I'm leaning, it looks this way, because I, it's hard for me to believe that Urban Meyer, who is the CEO of that team, would not know about this 2015 incident, especially after uh, Zach Smith had an incident in 2009. Wouldn't you think that he would have learned about this 2015 incident? And, and, and Smith could have told him. I mean, if they're as close as uh, Urban makes it out to be, I mean, Smith could have said, hey, man, I had another issue here. And Urban, of course, you know, would try to help him because that's his friend and there's nothing wrong with trying to help him. But if you're trying to say, like, if you know that and you've you've experienced that and then you come to this media day and you know that the, the Powell Police Department at the time did not have any records and you try to spin it and say there are no records of this, you're fabricating this story. Man, that is bad. That is a bad look. And that's the way it looks to me. Now, of course, I'm fully speculating here, but that's just the way. It, one of those two options, if he if he absolutely did not know, then you can give Urban a bit of a pass. Either way, I don't think he should have went too, too into it, as into it as he did. Uh, Tabor, uh, here we go. Marcel joins us on the hotline. What's up, Marcel? Good morning, guys. Hope y'all have a good start to your, to your Wednesday look. There's not a single person that goes to any type of job. I don't care what field you're in. If it's a credible job, that you don't have to go through a background check. Yeah. Every company, I don't care if it's a furniture store, a, a, a Burger King restaurant, or a, a, an assistant coach at a major university, a background check is part of the due diligence that's done. Yeah, I don't care if it's a misdemeanor. If you got arrested for jaywalking, it's going to show up on your background check. If there were charges filed and arrest was made, it's going to be there. And they have to do that due diligence. Now, if they didn't, this is all on Urban Meyer. This is on the athletic director. I mean, they're just obviously not wanting to find out anything. But I can't imagine in a high-profile job like that that no background check was done. And if it was done, if it was a legal arrest, then it was going to be there. What do you think? I agree with you, I, and that's the way I, what I just said. The way I'm leaning is there's no way Urban didn't know about this and trying to spin it and say that it's a fabricated story because you know that the 
Powell Police Department doesn't have any records of it, I, you know, you're opening the door to all of the criticism that you're receiving this week. So I, I think that's the way I'm leaning. Now, if it comes out, if somehow he can prove that he did not know, truly did not know and truly looked into it, and at the time the Powell Police Department didn't have the records, then we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. But the, the problem is uh, that's going to be tough to prove. If there, was no, if there was no arrest record, which sometimes this happens in cases like this, somebody might have called the police, but no charges were filed. Now, if there was no arrest made, then this, this newspaper, whoever it is that broke this story, uh, should be brought to task because now you're doing something that's a witch hunt. If, if you haven't been legally charged, then, then there should be nothing brought up about that. That's the way I feel. Well, well, the Powell Police Department then, then came back later, and that's what adds to the story. That's what makes Urban look bad, is they say, no, he was investigated on felony counts of domestic violence and assault and menacing by stalking in 2015. So Investigated Brett, and arrested is two different things. Yes, but I'm saying you, you're trying to tell me that Urban Meyer – is not going to know about an investigation involving Zach Smith, an assistant coach who has already this troubled past that you've already lived through because he said, Urban said himself, that he knew about the 2009 incident. So you're trying to say that he didn't know about the 2015 incident? Well, no, what I'm saying is that just because somebody's investigated doesn't make them guilty. You know, there's a lot of people out there that want to carry a, a, a something to hurt somebody on purpose and do something falsely, especially in lines like this. But now, if he had a previous record of 2009, I mean, then again, I mean, you know, that's something eight years ago or whatever like that. But it, so if that did come up again as an investigation, then he had a previous record, which I'm sorry, I didn't see that part. Uh, but then I, I, I lay this completely on Urban Meyer's plate because, yeah. I mean, this is a pattern. Right. And, and what also doesn't help is the timing of it. He, he gets rid of him right before media day, right before he has to face – all of those reporters. And that, that also leads to credence that, that he knows that he didn't have a leg to stand on, and he's just going to get crucified. He's going to get crucified anyway, and if this is the case, he well deserves it. Now, I've never been Michelle? a big Urban Meyer fan in any way. You know, he ran off when things started getting bad at Florida. He ran off fighting his health and all this stuff. Uh, it seems to me like he tries to run from every situation he's ever in. Marcel, thanks for listening, bud. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Marcel. Uh, coming up tomorrow, Top Ten Thursday, we will list our top ten sports movies of all time. Of course, you still have an opportunity to weigh in. Yes, we are down to six at Morning Drive 977 on Twitter. Go vote on those last three matchups. We will have a triple threat for the crown tomorrow. Everybody have a fantastic day. The guys from the Edge are in here, and they are raring to go. They're coming up after the break on Sports Talk 97.7. Have a fantastic day. We'll yell at you bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.